El Chuqueño presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace Featuring Fernie G Banami And my name is Rich Wright Good afternoon Welcome to another session of El Chuqueño Presents Almost live from Big D's Party Palace I'm here with uh, El Mero Mero, Fernie G Howdy Ben Ami Howdy Who they like to call Amor Ben Ami <laughs> And My name is Rich Wright this week in the news, national news, the Silicon Valley Bank went belly up. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Right. People lost a lot of money. I think that it was uh, Roku said they had uh, 35%. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. 40% of their cash reserves were in uh, the Silicon Valley Bank. Damn. A lot of lot of big players. Mm-hmm. A lot of big players had uh, money in that bank. Mostly mm-hmm. Silicon Valley players. And you know, they run the government. Right? I would agree. Yeah, yeah I don't know. They run the government. I don't know. Well, if you guys are going to agree, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> well, I disagree. disagree. <laughs> they run the world. Yeah, they, they, do. don't need, well, they don't need to run the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, 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 <laughs> right. The government works for them. Um, so anyhow, what's that mean? You know, I mean, uh, the, that you would expect to have ripple effects. That's exactly mm-hmm. what Ben Ami and I were talking about earlier. What are mm-hmm. they going to be? Right. Mm-hmm. I understand smaller banks are absorbing quite a bit. Really? They're getting hit? Mm-hmm. I haven't read too much about it. Well, there was allegedly <coughs> earlier this week was supposed to be bank run Monday. And uh, the collapse of the, you know, whole financial system again. But I'm reading here on Axios that this was the largest bank run in history. Uh, largest bank of, run in history? Are you kidding me? At a me? value of $42 billion. Customers withdrew $42 uh, billion dollars from Silicon Valley. Oh, that was last week. Somebody last, last somebody Thursday. got the word, huh? Somebody got the word, huh? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like, you know... Well, Peter Thiel was telling everyone to take their money out. And he's a big-time yeah. venture capitalist. So oh, you yeah, know, yeah, He's yeah. got... Peter Thiel, he's the guy, he's the billionaire that uh, is really into longevity, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like, you know, changes his blood every week. He's getting plasma from young men. How about that? Wow. That's true. That's Well, I don't know if that's true, but... That was reported, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. But, you know, I guess we haven't seen any massive bank run across the country it's gonna come. this week so far. Well, this weekend, uh, the government said they were going to make everybody whole. You know, right. To avoid that whole cascading bank run effect. Mm-hmm. You know. mm. I don't know, you know. It'll be interesting. I keep my extra money in uh, ammunition and diapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those uh, never go bad. 
Right. I, I withdrew my billion. <laughs> I got it in cash in my house. <laughs> cash? Don't tell people that you got right, that kind of cash in your house, bro. Nobody. What's your address? Uh, <laughs> 504 Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. That's a big deal, though. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. You know, it's going to be just like the last uh, international banking failure mm-hmm. in 2008. You know, and uh, the banks will do okay. All the bank executives will get bonuses. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. uh, Silicon Valley Bank paid out their bonuses Friday. Right. But when, sure <clears throat> so with this whole, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, when the government took over, they canned all the bank executives. Well, good thing they got their bonuses. Yeah, I think some of yeah, their bonuses. That was the idea. Some it's of their bonuses were up. as much as one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, so, you know, it's not much for Cali. Right, right, right. Or, or if you work in El Paso City government, that's not a lot of money, man. I mean, no, it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shit, you can work part time. Right. <laughs> yeah, you work, work part time, make more than that. Yeah. But um, the thing about those bank runs is it's kind of self fulfilling prophecy. You know, it's like exactly it. Um, a bank could be perfectly fine, and just when someone, you know, or a whole group of people take out their money, then that bank would fail. That's what happened. The whole I, uh, economy is uh, based on consumer expectations i mean if if you say there's inflation right oh we're facing inflation then all the producers think oh we better raise our prices because inflation's going to hit us you know Mm -hmm. and then uh it goes all the way down to the consumers you know and there's some price gouging and everything like that some opportunism ripple effects yeah Yeah. 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 it's gonna come to the surface you know all this Okay. In a, an apparently unrelated note, yes. the dollar's trading at 1780, something like that, window rate in Juarez, pesos. You can get, uh, maybe I think I saw it as low as 1765 over there, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, two years ago it was 20. Hmm. You know, and plus, Juarez has inflation too. I remember four or five years ago, you could go into the uh, cheap bars and you could get a a beer for a buck and a quarter U.S. What's it now? How much now? Oh, it's ridiculous now. It's like two. It's like here two thirty now. Here, here. where can you go get a beer for less than uh four bucks, three bucks? What? Head headquarters bar. At the headquarters? On Thursdays. <laughs> there you have it. $2, $2 Thanks, draft beer. $2 draft beer? And they got good draft beers there, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Wow. Well, and, uh, May need to go watch some March Madness over there. Basketball. Oh, basketball. Oh, oh yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what that yeah. was? March Madness. I thought it was I rabies. Know. I thought it was rabies. <laughs> I didn't know till two days ago. You didn't know? I didn't know what March Madness was. And then Cindy told me, "Where's where's that oxygen?" Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the dollar's taking a beating against the peso, you know. And uh, I guess it's inflation over here that is mm-hmm. devaluing the dollar over there. Mm-hmm. It used to be that nobody wanted. Uh, 
pesos over there because they might turn to dust in your pocket. But so is that some policy by the Mexican government or just uh-huh. like are they, are they um, I bet deflating their currency? Are they somehow? I, I bet it's semi-controlled. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's uh, good for the United States. It's good for El Paso if, if uh, the dollar's worth less, then Mexicans can buy more with their pesos. Mm-hmm. But it's bad for Juarez, you know, because you know now instead of paying four bucks, five bucks for a beer in a bar, you gotta pay two dollars and fifteen cents or something, you know. So. Still, what are your options? What are your options? Right. You know, so yeah. Any up? Mm-hmm. No, I love wars, and part of the reason I love wars is because the dollar goes so far. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I could have a much better time in Juarez for uh, for ten bucks. Yeah, for ten bucks. Then here for six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, hey, I'm going to go take a break now. I've got to go hit the little boys' room here at Big D's Party Palace. Today's episode is brought to you by Hostess Twinkies, Golden Sponge Cake with a Cream Filling, Black Coffee, and Water. Don't forget, get hydrated and stay hydrated. Catch you soon. Hey, uh, Yoli. Yoli. Could, could you turn down the uh, jukebox a little bit? Because uh, it's showtime. It's showtime here at uh, Big D's Party Palace. El Chiqueño presents Almost Live. I'm here today with Fernie G. Howdy. Ben, uh, me. Good afternoon. And my name is Rich Wright. Yeah, maybe just a little bit more, Jolie. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people would rather listen to uh, Hank William Jr. than us, anyway. But you know, <laughs> they can listen to them both. I don't blame them. So, uh, man, you were just talking about rackets. Let's talk about rackets today, man, because right. mm-hmm, it's rackets all over. How about you go to the gas station? They give you ten cent discount if you sign up for that. Uh, Bonus thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. You did? Hey, man, 20 cents. It's like certain times at yeah. certain gas stations, you get 20 cents off per gallon. Yeah, well, you know. Hey, you know, I don't know what they're taking from me. Well, you, you know, know what? It's like, is that gas going to spoil? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they got to get out, get it out of the tank? Uh, I don't know. If you're not paying for it, you're the product, bro. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they probably see what else you're buying, you know? You go in with a credit card, and you get a Red Bull, a Snickers bar, you know, some uh, KY jelly. You know, they're all... <laughs> well, joke's on them. I go only got gas. <laughs> I mean, what, wait, what did I say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all, they're all into your... They're all up into your business, bro. You know? Uh, so, you know, I never do it. Because you know why? Because that's a racket, man. That's a racket, and I don't want to play if it's a racket, man. But you were yeah. talking about, was it college basketball? We were talking about sports. Yeah, sports in general. Gambling, huh? betting. Yeah. Um, um, you know, you get down to a game, and it's, you know, they're expected to score 140 points, and they're stuck at 139 for two minutes, and it's like, 
<laughs> when, what is this? When, what when, is this? When the over-under is 140. 140. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. they're shooting these free throws, and it's like, what What? what just happened? They're closing their eyes. They're what blindfolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Is he doing baseball throw at the hoop? <laughs> it's like, guy. I mean, so, I'm, no, uh, I'm no basketball player, but come on. But it's famous. I mean, you know, that rig in sports is famous, right? I mean, they do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see it in the movies, you know, the... The uh, the guy won't take a dive, you know, and mm-hmm. then the then the mob comes looking for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, there's that in boxing, and um, for sure. I swear, I was watching a a simulcast of a horse race one time, and uh, uh, the lead jockey was just tugging on the reins, trying to slow the horse down. Man, you know, <laughs> it looked pretty obvious to me. You know, the brakes didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, the brakes didn't work. Oh my. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know what else. What other examples can we think of? You know, there are probably some everyday examples that we don't even think about all the time. You know what else is a racket? Government. Government is a racket, bro. I mean, they tell you, they tell you one thing, and then you know, they're just lying in their own pockets. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You know what's not a racket though? El Chiqueño presents Almost Live from yeah. Big D's Party Palace. Yeah, we're the real deal here. We're calling it like we see them, whatever that is. So, yeah, uh, thanks for stopping in today. Uh, we were just at a meeting for uh, the Community First Coalition. Are you guys familiar with the Community First Coalition? We're going to have somebody in from the Community First Coalition coming up real soon, and we're going to uh, find out what it all is. But today uh, we went to a meeting of the Community First Coalition, they were discussing the Uptown-Downtown plan, right? Or is it Mm Downtown-Uptown? Downtown-Uptown. Downtown-Uptown. What is that, Rich? They got this plan to uh, develop the Uptown, the (laughs) Up-Down-Downtown neighborhood, uh, which extends from uh, Cotton Street... All the way to the border, and then, uh... From, like, Duranguito and Segundo Barrio. Segundo, yeah. Wow. All the way to, like, UTEP, right? Well, no, no, not UTEP, but because it goes up Stanton. It goes up oh. Stanton all the way up to the end of Stanton. Okay. So they've got this plan to develop oh, it. Along. And it includes uh, high-density housing, multi-rise housing. Mid, they call that mid-level, so I don't know mid-level. how many stories that is. Yeah, two, three, four, something like that. Mm-hmm. Housing. Wow. Because you know what we need is more housing. Yes. Because uh, the population of the city of El Paso has been stagnant since 2012. Nobody's moving to El Paso. Everybody's mm-hmm. moving out. Our uh, exodus is greater than natural mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. Births minus deaths. So, yeah. You wow. know, I saw a pretty interesting graph recently where, you know, through the pandemic, housing prices across the nation skyrocketed. All of a sudden, people in cities wanted to move elsewhere. And, you know, we had a little bit of that here. But since then, in other cities, those home values decreased. In El Paso, they've, I saw that they've mostly stayed the same. I'll have to dig that article think, up uh, and share it out. El Paso is undervalued. I mean, Already you could buy a house You could buy a house here for, for oh. a long time. The median housing price was less than 130 grand. you know? Mm-hmm. But the reason... Which one of the things that makes El Paso great is you can have a... A life you can you know make a living and 
right. actually own a home and not just right because because life is easy here. I mean, yeah. you don't you know. Well, yeah, not necessarily easy, but it's not made more difficult through you can, know can be excess housing. Do you know why? You know why they moved into housing as an investment vehicle and why the stock market is exploding and, you know, all of that. Do you know why? Because I know why. Tell me why. Tell Tell us why, Rich. It's because for the longest time, you could borrow money with practically no interest. You know, Mm. interest was so low, you could borrow money and invest it in something like houses Mm. or the stock market. And your return on that investment was greater than what you were spending to borrow money. Mm -hmm. What year did that start, more or less? Is that like 80s, 90s? No, 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 no. uh, This this century, this century, 2010 or something like that. It was probably started right after uh, the banks collapsed. Oh, oh wait. (laughs) The first time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, They needed more cash in the- Yeah, right, right. And the other thing is that, Wealth and income distribution, wealth distribution. It's all skewed now, you know. Rich people got more money than they know what to do with. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for, and baby boomers, you know. You got all those guys my age who are uh, driving that, you know. We're the big bulge. Mm-hmm. We're the big bulge in the, uh, in the demographic curve. Like, for sure. uh, we're moving through the economy like a goat through an anaconda, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll act like I know what you mean. Um, and, you know, another thing about that uptown, downtown plan or whatever, they were talk. a lot of the, the panel was uh, consisted of a few neighborhood groups and then someone from the city. The neighborhood groups were talking about how, or the, they're questioning the, the person from the city, is is this going to affect lower-income people who can't afford to move anywhere else? Right. And, you know, you, you kind of alluded to the, the lack of population growth and wage growth, how that kind of plays in to the whole thing also. Right, right. And right now, people are moving out to the edges mm-hmm. of the city. And uh, these uh, the city is suggesting that we can combat that by providing more housing in the inner city. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Credit to the fellow from the city. He did say that he he wasn't in favor of the sprawl. Right. You know, of course, he's working on this plan, which is, you know, Not totally nobody. against or counter to sprawl, you know, that infill. The uh, 2012 plan, method. city plan, which is a land loose plan, a land use plan award winning and uh, it uh, it favors higher density population you know more walkable neighborhoods and everything like that but you know they're talking with their right hand and doing things with their left hand you know so mm-hmm. so yeah I mean there are things we could do to limit sprawl like there are uh, What do they call it? They they could charge people out there on the edge of the city. They could charge developers more money out there to just cover the expense. I mean, sure, um, there's a... You know, they're paying some already, but uh, 
there's a lot of expenses that go along with it. I think we've talked about it on here before, is that uh, they got to build uh, mm-hmm. water yeah, towers, we've about you know. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah the infrastructure. Know, fire, tr- mm-hmm. uh, fire stations, you know. And uh, <clears throat> sure, the developers are uh, putting in the sewers and everything like that, but that's only a chunk of it. That's not all of it, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you think it's going to play out, Rich? I mean... This uptown, downtown build, plan? Building upwards instead of sprawl. I mean... The problem is, who's going to move into those houses? Exactly. They've got all this idea. I think I think really what it is, is uh, over there at city government, they're uh, looking through their magazines or whatever, you know, city, city management, the magazine, and... Uh, <laughs> They're saying, oh, look, look what they're doing in Austin, man, you know. Look what they're doing in Dallas. Look what they're doing in Houston. We need to be doing that. Of course, Austin and Dallas and Houston, they're all growing, you know. Mm -hmm. We're not growing. Our population is not growing. They've, uh, let me tell you how not to develop a city. You don't say... Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. This is our plan. Then you get all the landlord class moving in and buying up the properties, thinking, oh, we're going to make a lot of money. The first thing they do is increase the rents. Mm -hmm. I told you about when I was living in Austin, 6th Street was a bunch of furniture stores and used clothing stores. And uh, then... The bar started moving in, right? Mm-hmm. Because because it was low rents, you know. I mean, a bar is a real speculative proposition, you know. It's hit or miss, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people think, oh, "Yeah, I can open a bar." I've been in lots of bars, you know. So, and then uh, you get those guys who just open a hobby bar, doesn't need to make money, you know. Yeah. If they break even, they're okay. But, you know, it's really hard for a, a poor working class stiff to compete against somebody who's just doing it as a goof, you know? Mm-hmm. And we have now where the city has moved into the entertainment sphere, and they, uh, they're, uh, okay, not making They're okay losing money. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the water parks. Mm hmm. The water parks are losing $3 million a year. You know, you might not think, oh, those water parks are competing with bars, but that's all, they're all fighting over the same entertainment dollar. Even though the entertainment economy in El Paso is vast, it's not limitless. It's not an infinite number, you know? And uh, all are all our disposable income. You know, you spend money on a, triple-a baseball or the water parks that's money you're not gonna have for uh milk eggs your college Mm -hmm. your kids college education you know Mm -hmm. and maybe those people are making smart decisions but the city is not the city is not looking after the welfare of the citizens when they move into the entertainment sphere if you look at the city's strategic plan one of the key points of the city strategic plan is to Develop alternate sources of income. What do you suppose that means? Alternate sources. Of alternate income. source of incomes, more than just taxes. 
Well, I think what that means is that the city is going to start having bake sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or more, yeah, more farmers markets. More at farmers markets. At all the water parks. Right, right, right. Or uh, for all the entrepreneurs. Or I heard this rumor. I'm not sure it's true. So don't quote me unless you're just having fun. It's only a rumor. But I think they're going to start uh, selling uh, drugs out of the evidence locker. Yeah, oh, sweet. You know, an alternate source of income, right? Oh, well, that's a given around here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that alternate source has been here. What alternate sources of income? The city is competing against the businesses here for our limited disposable yeah. income. You know, mm-hmm. And we are subsidizing the billionaires... The billionaires wanted a triple-A ballpark, you know? So the city bought them a triple-A ballpark, and that's not enough for them. The billionaires, they want, you know, a million dollars a year to maintain the ballpark. That was the deal we made. That was the deal we made with them. Mm-hmm. So, so, I don't know. Everybody here who thinks that's a good idea, raise your hand. You dumb. <laughs> Okay, okay. Everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what form of uh, economy is that where the Oh, they've got a word for that. Communism. (laughs) Communism for the wealthy? (laughs) Right, socialism for the wealthy. Like uh, Malcolm X said, in uh, the United States, it's uh, capitalism for the working class. And socialism for the wealthy. Or, or socialism for the wealthy and rugged individualism. Rugged individualism, individualism for the working, working, class. working class. That's what it is. Rugged individualism for the working class. Well, yeah, fight fight for your life, but hand, handouts at the top. There's a lot of rugged guys coming over right about now. It's a, it's a doggy dog world. Doggy. Here, doggy. Mm-hmm. Here, doggy. It's a doggy style world. Okay, I'm going to take a break right now because every once in a while I need to take a break. So uh, thanks for stopping by. I want to thank today's sponsor, uh, Water. It's what you are. Black coffee. It's also water. And uh, uh, Hostess Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with a cream filling. Okay, we're going to be right back. Well, stick around because I'll be back here with Fernie G and Ben on me. And my name is Rich Wright. (sighs) Hang out. Hey, thanks for stopping by Big D's Party Palace this week and joining us at El Chuqueño Presents Almost Live. My name is Rich Wright, and I'm here with Fernie G and Ben Ami, and we're signing off for now till next time. Thank you for coming by. Please stop by again. Later. Later.